Alright guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of That Engineering Podcast. My name is Trevor. And my name is Rom. Welcome to Season 2. Okay, so for this episode, we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to go back in time, specifically junior year. Trevor, what happened junior year? Okay, so in junior year, we uh, most of the year we focused on the toy lab, and that's where we designed a toy. We, we built it and um, prototyped it, sent it to kids, they sent it back to us, we redesigned it, and then we had a final product in the end. Nice, nice, nice. So what was your first impression about this toy lab? Like when Miss Castro, I remember she came out and she told us about the project. What was your first impression? What was your thought? Um, I actually had my first impression. It was like it was very exciting because I had a lot of ideas that I wanted to put into an actual prototype. But yeah, what about you? How were your first impressions? Well, my first impression was at first I was kind of confused because I'm like, wait, we're making a project and actually like sh- like making it for someone, like a quote unquote client. And she was like, yeah, because... Remember, freshman and sophomore year, we had Mr. Garner, right? And it was a great class. I loved it. But we're just learning the basics and the concepts, right? Yeah. And then we just he gave us a project. We did it. We worked on it. And we learned a lot from it. But then this time, Ms. Kasha was just like, all right, make a toy for a client. And then she just kind of let us self-guide it. So what was your favorite thing about the toy lab? My favorite thing? Yep. Would it probably have to be the design process because we got to just sit and just go through a bunch of different ideas that we all wanted to do. And then in the end, we had to pick a final design. Nice. What about you? The design process for me, I I think something to point out is that when we first started making it, we didn't actually design something at first, right? Remember that? So we actually just empathized. I remember she really emphasized that, and she was just like, okay, we need to find out what these kids want because we need to understand our client. Remember, because empathy is very important in the engineer's world. So we sat down, we understood what type of toys kids play with, like what they react to best. And then after that, we came up with, I remember it was like four, like design, like brainstorming designs that we came up with. And eventually we just picked one. Yeah, we narrowed it down to one. Yeah. Um, what were your first steps and how long did it take? Ooh, well, I remember the, there was like a week in Miss Castro's class where we just kind of like sat down. She put in like some, put on some lights, put on some music, gave us some candy. And she just told us to sit down and just kind of like learn and be creative. And it was a, it was a, it was a great time because yeah. I got to like, I kind of expanded my reach and stuff. Now, what were your first struggles? That's really important to think about because, like, as engineers, we, like, we we reach roadblocks. So what was your first struggle? Um, Well, actually, my first struggle was initially trying to brainstorm just different ideas and different toys that I thought kids would have fun with. And it was was hard for me to put myself in their shoes because as we grow up, we lose kind of that, that childhood, like, intuition and, like, spark and just, like, Yep. Being able to, like, play with anything. You know what I mean? But what about you? What was one of your biggest struggles? Struggles? I mean, mean the des- the creative design process was fine. I was okay with what I designed. But I think the first struggle was trying to, like, make it come to life. Yeah. Why? Because, I mean, you can come up with the cool ideas in your head, right? You know, these shower thoughts where it's like, yeah, what if I made this? But actually applying it and turning it into, like, a prototype and then an actual product is so difficult. Yeah, because you think with your idea that it's, oh, it'll be easy. Nah. But in the end, it's a bunch of different A lot of things, parts. a lot of planning that goes into it. And that's, like, uh, for the juniors that are make, doing working on the toy lab right now, this is what I would suggest. I would suggest that, obviously, be as creative as possible, make everything like what you want to be your dream, but at the, also realize that as you keep working on this prototype, you're gonna have like you're gonna have setbacks. You're gonna have realize like maybe it's not feasible to keep diamonds on this toy, <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that. So I mean that's really important. Okay, so 
we're going to do something interesting with this podcast. So we personally made this podcast for the juniors. So explain what we're going to do, Trevor. All right. So we're going to have a Q&A and just basically we had some of the juniors write down questions and we're just going to answer these questions from our experiences last year. For sure. All right. So first question is from Gufran Murtaza. So did you use cardboard as the prototype? And if so, did you make your fi- what did you make your final product out of? Um, yes, I did use um, cardboard for my initial prototype. It was very sturdy, and there's a lot of it, so you can mess up a couple times and still have plenty of material to work with. But, yeah, what about you? What did you use? Uh, for my prototype, I also used cardboard. I mean, it was very easy to use. You have the hot glue gun. You just kind of Everything just works really well. It's, it's malle- kind of malleable, yeah. and you can cut everything really easily. But then in my final uh, product, I like cardboard so much that I actually used it as a base. And then I used like uh, like duct tape or like, like this like colored duct tape as to like reinforce it in a sense. So my yeah. final product actually included cardboard. So it was very cheap to make, very easy. And cardboard's just like, it's very good. You have to improvise. Because I told myself it'd be made out of wood. And then I realized, no, that weighs way too much. Like yeah. my uh, mm-hmm. six, seven year old's not going to want to play with that. And it's dangerous if he like drops it somewhere, yeah. right? So another side note um, on that is when you're when you're making your prototype, just make sure you take your time on cutting that cardboard because yeah. it can be very tedious. Definitely. So just make sure you take a deep breath and just go slow. Exactly. This question comes from Sapna. How was the experience working with the kids? Working with the kids. All right. So I know that Trevor and I have two different experiences when it comes to this. So we'll offer both of our inputs. I personally didn't get to actually work personally with the kids. I know Trevor did, but with me, it was the interaction that I actually got to have was that the kid that actually received my specific toy was able to like get it, take a video, the teacher helped him out. And then he was able to critique it or give advice or like just kind of speak out loud about what he thought about the toy. And yes, what about you, Trevor? For me, um, I actually got to go to one of the elementary schools, specifically Town Center, and I got to speak with some kindergartners and show them uh, my toy, as well as several other juniors that year. Show them our toys, give them insight about the design process, and then have them give us uh, feedback in person. And so that was very good. I also got to see how they played with things, my toy as well as others, and just see like what they did, what they liked to do, stuff like that. Nice. So now we got Nathan Marvin. Ooh, how far are we going to go with the toy, like past prototyping? Trevor? Well, I know not everybody got to do final final product most everyone did but not everyone but once you finish your prototype and we're gonna send it as you said earlier to an elementary school or somewhere you will get feedback and then you'll be able to revise your toy hopefully and also we're probably gonna implement SolidWorks and you'll be able to put your toy into SolidWorks yeah. with that um, anything else that you can think of? oh yeah yeah for sure uh far we want to go to it, it depends like it really depends on you you could yeah. go from just having a prototype and just spending your entire time just kind of designing and stuff if you can, like, slack off. Or you can take it as far as you have the prototype, you make a product, you send it to the the children, then you get it back, you can revise it, you can design it in SolidWorks, and you have a lot that you can put specifically on your portfolio because I know that in the past two years has it been? Yeah. They've been emphasizing Bulb, and at first I kind of was skeptical about it, but now I actually see the benefits to it, and I'm pretty sure we're going to be doing an episode about that soon, right, Trevor? Yes, we will. All right, so let's look at one more question. This question comes from Mike. Were you scared that the children would destroy and or dislike your toy? Ooh, okay. I can definitely speak about that one. So the kid that got my toy, almost immediately I saw in the video, one of the rubber bands broke off and I had done like my best to make sure that the rubber, rubber bands didn't. But that like, it, it showed a foul here, a mistake. 
that I made that I didn't like use good quality rubber bands or I didn't like make me like double them up because I didn't realize that kids could actually like they, they're going to be playing with this. They don't expect it to break on them. Right. Mm. And then that's probably one of the reasons why the kid that got my toy didn't like it very much. But it was a learning experience for me because I actually got to like revise it. I got to update it in SolidWorks. I got to do a lot of things that so I can imagine if I did it again, what I would change. So what about you, Trevor? For me? Mine, I was honestly, I was just kind of scared that they wouldn't know how to play with it. And at first they didn't. So I had to show them in person how to actually use my toy. Uh, my toy was a, a top or a dreidel. Um, and yeah, once I showed them, they understood and they started playing with it. But just make sure when you're making your own toy that it's not too um, rule heavy or like it can only be used a certain way. Yeah. And like make sure they would understand if they got it. And I, rem- I remember Miss Castro emphasized, I think she did like a whole like lesson about that, how kids like they're not thinking about you're only allowed to do this with that or that with that. Like, no, it's a toy. Let them do what they want with yeah, it. Yeah, they're going to do whatever with it. Exactly. All right. So we got this one's a pretty good question. Wow. Okay. This is kind of like overreaching and this is where it gets pretty serious. So. It comes from Saim Sades, I, I believe I said that correctly. So, what things should this year's practicum of STEM students know? That's a very broad question, but I, I like that. Well, what, should, um, what, should the, what should the juniors know? What's your advice to them? My advice? I would just say that you go into this project not expecting you to have a final product that's like perfect in every single way. Expect to have a couple, if not a lot of setbacks, and just make sure you're ready to take those head on. Yeah. It's like, for example, being an engineer, it's not like it's not perfect. It's not just like... It's a design, lot, a lot of The design of process is there, and I'm pretty sure that there's a point in the design process where you repeat because mm-hmm. you find out, you prototype, you test it out, and at some point you start from the beginning. Sometimes something you've worked on for a month just gets scrapped because you realize you went at it the wrong way, but it's a learning experience, man, because... I remember, I know that we're lucky, we're fortunate, especially the juniors and like our people who go to Coppell High School and get to attend the engineering program. We're pretty lucky because we have access to a lot of resources where we can kind of do trial and error here. So that when we go to college or go into the workforce, we actually, we've already been past that and we know what to do and we're a little bit more experienced. Yeah, I, I agree. All right. So let's look at one more question. All right. This one is going to be from Joel. What processes did you use while brainstorming? Oh, we did, we barely covered brainstorming. What is brainstorming? And explain it a little bit better. All right. So brainstorming is just, it doesn't have to be any like perfect idea or anything like that. Don't focus on perfect. Focus on more, more so of just getting any idea that comes to your head, just write it down on paper, or draw it, do whatever you want to do to try and remember that idea and just keep it on paper in your journal, something like that. Just it doesn't have to be perfect. Just any idea can turn out to be an amazing idea. Yeah, that's true. I mean, for example, the toy that I ended up going with, when I first wrote it down, I thought I was like, this is, this is so stupid. It's not going to, it's not, I'm not actually going to be able to do it. I thought it was kind of dumb, right? Mm-hmm. But then as I kept experimenting with it, as I kept writing down more designs, I kind of started ruling out, all right, because I, I started off with like maybe like 10 or something ideas, ideas, right, of what I was going to do, right? I just had a broad generalization. And as I went through the design process or I went through the brainstorming process to be more specific, I kind of started like ruling out different things and then I ended up with the rocket at the end and in the beginning I thought it was kind of a dumb idea but as I kept going I realized that it's feasible it would be easy for me to make and it'd be it would be something that the kids could enjoy so I mean like engineering like it's full of surprises especially junior year with the workload you have the so you'll be doing a lot of solid works very very beneficial so yeah Trevor so what was your favorite thing about junior year uh, besides the toy lab Besides the toilet? Because this is kind of like an introductory. 
episode. Yeah. I would say I had a lot of fun um, just doing SolidWorks. I found that really fun. It's just a a fun software to use, and it's really useful and has a lot of potential um, in-world capabilities. Yeah. So I actually wanted to mention something. So this year I have the opportunity of serving as the president of the Coppel TSA or Technology Student Association. So what we do here is that I took things like junior year. In junior year, I got to be the treasurer. And what I liked about it is that I got to work on things in TSA alongside things that we worked on in class. So whenever people think that, like, I remember remember junior year, there's a lot of people that actually doubted the workload that we were doing. They're just like, how is this going to help me in the future? Why am I doing this? Especially with the bold portfolio. But then if you transfer that over to different clubs and high schools and then you like learn that these clubs help you prepare you for the future, the workload we have in class, especially the one that Ms. Castro gave us, it makes a lot of sense. It's actually real applicable stuff and it's 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 just good. So what's your biggest takeaway from the Toy Lab, just overall? From the Toy Lab would honestly have to be the practice that we got for the um, engineering design process because that is a life skill. It's basically just pro- problem solving. Like it's just... It teaches you how to identify a problem, find the solution, and able to ex- execute that solution. And if it doesn't work the first time, try again. And just keep coming up with different solutions to problems. Try again, try again, try again. I mean, we're going to like encounter failure, and we've already talked about this and stuff, but as you keep going through the engineering process, I mean, it's kind of just a trial and error type of thing, right? I mentioned that mm-hmm. before. You do it, you might fail, and then you do it again. And yeah, Trevor, so you have anything else you want to add? Oh, ooh, I almost forgot this one. What was the favorite toy that you saw? That I saw? In your class, yeah. Ooh, my favorite toy would have to be Anthony's. He had a lot of, um, it was it was a spaceship, but it had a lot of moving parts, and it was very intricate. And surprisingly, ooh. it stayed together throughout the, the play process that the kids went through. Okay, so, okay. It I was, was very thinking, sturdy. Even with all the moving parts? Yes. I saw one. It was, um, it was a student that has already graduated, but then his name was Nabil, and he made a... A little like he took a shoebox, very simple, right? A shoebox and used yep. rubber bands, but he I turned remember. it into an Angry Birds game. So he actually like made cutouts and made like uh, I think used the ends of popsicle sticks to put it in the like the slots. And I mean it was just cool because it played off of our nostalgia and stuff. And I mean overall it was a pretty good, pretty good project. So we got some closing statements for y'all here, man. Tune in definitely for the next episode. Yes, the senior yes. year class is going to be putting a lot of work in it. Trevor, tell them what we're planning on doing with this podcast, like when we're. Um, every every Friday, we're we'll yes. be posting a new episode. So make sure you guys tune in every single week. Yep, every single week to to get a a new topic that we're gonna have. Yep, definitely. And I mean, it depends. So it's just gonna be we want the listeners to be able to like take this podcast, use it as guidance from four year engineering students and stuff. People who've been through the Coppel Engineering program and stuff. And even we're learning when we do these podcasts, man. And um, I mean, teaching just kind of guiding. If you have any questions, Toy Lab, anything, ask Ms. Castro, great resource. Ask Mr. Yak, great resource, resource. But most of all, ask the seniors. They've been through it. They understand what it's like to go through these projects, all right? So, again, thank you. I've been Trevor. Rom, thank you for listening. See you next week. This media is controlled by students. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are exclusively those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Coppell High School and or the Coppell Independent School District.